Sunshine, daisies, buttermellow. Turn this stupid fat rat yellow. You have your mother's eyes. Hey guys, it's time for another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 9. Today's topic is Harry Potter, book versus movies. I am your host Kenny, and joining me for today's discussion are my good friends Astrid, Robert, and Ginny. This actually started as a debate on which we like better books and movies, but as you can hear, it kind of turned into a discussion of just the differences between books and movies. We're all huge Harry Potter fans. We love the movies. We love the books. It was a lot of fun discussing one of our favorite topics, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So let's jump in and take a listen to our discussion on Harry Potter book versus movies. Sorry about that. I demand that you leave at once, sir. You are breaking and entering. <laughs> Dry up, Dursley, you great prune. <laughs> Moid, I haven't seen you since you was a baby, Harry, but you're a bit more along than I would have expected, particularly right in the middle. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm not Harry. I, I am. Well, of course you are. I've got something for you. Afraid I may have sat on it at some point, but I imagine it'll taste fine just the same. Baked it myself, words and all. Thank you. It's not every day your young man turns 11 now, is it? Hey. Excuse me. Who are you? Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. Of course, you'll know all about Hogwarts. Sorry, no. No? Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mum and dad learned it all? Learned what? You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard. And a thumping good one, I'd wager, once you trade up a little. No, you've made a mistake. I mean, I can't be a, a, a wizard. I mean, I'm just Harry. Just Harry. Well, just Harry. Did you ever make anything happen? Anything you couldn't explain when you were angry or, or scared? All right, guys, it's time for our uh, debate. Uh, today, we're going to be debating Harry Potter books versus movies. And with me, I have Astrid. Hi. Jenny. Hello. And Robert. Greetings. So this is going to be a good one. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, if you know me, you know that. I'm going to be taking... I'm going to be more the moderator, but I will. I do enjoy both the books and the movies, but I think the books are a little bit better than the movies, and I will get into that. Astrid, what point will you be taking? Uh, I'm going to be fighting on the side of book, okay. even though I like both. <laughs> okay. Jenny? Uh, I, as well, will be taking the side of book. 
All right, and Robert. Uh, I'll uh, I'll take up the movies, even though I do. He like enjoys them. the books, yes, but he's. I think we can all say we have points for both sides. Yes, we will yeah. discuss. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's not one of those topics where it's like you like one or you like the other. Yes, it's like one may be better than the other for you. Yeah. So let's start off with what did you see first, or did you read the books, or did you watch the movie first, Astrid? I actually had sort of an atypical experience because I listened to the audiobooks first. Okay. Oh, cool. Nice. I got it as a gift during a family road trip. We got Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the British audiobook. Okay. So that was my intro into the world of Harry Potter. And I will never forget uh, Jim Dale's voice trying to do mm-hmm. Hermione Granger's 11-year-old little voice. <laughs> oh, awesome. You've got dirt on your nose. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing. Jenny? Um, I read all the books first, but I actually read them quite a bit later than most of my friends. I was kind of like, I don't even know why I was late to the party, because it's the type of thing I would be totally into. Yeah. Maybe I was busy, who knows, but I did read them later than most of my friends did. Did you read them, so you read the first, because you know, the first three books came out, then the movie, then the fourth book. Oh. So you must, did you read the first three books? Then, back and forth. I, I remember reading them all before I saw any of the movies. Because, um, I mean... That's amazing. That maybe, was, that's, maybe I... Maybe you held off on watching time. the movies for a while, yeah. I didn't watch any of the movies in the theater. I will say okay. that. Okay. Well, maybe, I watched them all okay. afterwards. Yeah. I'm the kind of person... I'm a completist, so I pro- what probably happened is I refused to watch the movies until I read the books. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's been many years, so it's hard yeah. to remember. But knowing me, that's probably what I did. Yeah. Because I tend to be like, no, I want all of this... And then I'll do all... That's why I haven't read Game of Thrones. I'm going to wait until all the books are out, and then I will... Good luck with that one. Yeah. I know, it may never happen. It may never like happen. <laughs> Robert, how about you? Um, I'm in a bit of an oddball. Um, I think I saw the first two movies before I even started reading the books, and then it all got kind of intermixed and intermingled. Mm. Um, but by the end, I was reading the books as they came out and then watching the movies as they came out. Yeah, I was. I watched. I saw the movie, and I'm, I'm like Jenny. I don't know how I missed the boat for this mm-hmm. book series because I didn't get into it until the movie came out. So I went back and I listened to the audiobooks for the first three, and then I had to wait like two years before the fourth book came out because it was a long span. Right. But then I did the same thing. I read them. I, I was there the moment they were released. I read them. Astrid, why do you think the books are better okay. than uh, oh, so the movies? I like the books better. Just because they have the opportunity to be a little bigger, and I think that one of the big strengths of the Harry Potter franchise is the world, like the wizarding world and all of mm-hmm. the weird little ephemera that comes with it. And while you can communicate a lot of those details visually in the movies, I feel that the books just sort of gives everything sort of room to breathe. And like, you can spend three chapters in the Ministry of Magic and nobody cares. You can sort of go into the genealogy of whatever. And it's these little like asides that you can have that act as breathers in the books, but would just hold up the movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's also some character choices that the movies made that I'm not crazy about. <laughs> like in terms of what the characters did or what they look like. What they that's did. my problem is why I prefer books over movies is then in my brain I can make them kind of look how however I like. you want. But in a movie it's like, nope, this is because George and Fred in the movies are very different from what I pictured in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Yeah, because I mean, with me, it was. I saw the movie, so when I listened to the first audiobook and heard Jim Dell's interpretation of all the voices, 
I ha- I did have the kids. Or I already had an image because mm-hmm. I saw the movie first. So I didn't get the picture of them in my head before I saw that. So I can see, yeah, that definitely takes away a little bit of the of the enjoyment of. You know, I found that my interpretation of the characters visually has evolved even afterwards yeah. because now there's been a really big resurgence of Black Hermione on mm. like Harry Potter fans, mm-hmm. and it's the first time I saw that I was like, I didn't think of that before, but man, is that the only way I can see it now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's funny. So you know, I still see Emma Watson. Emma Watson will always be Hermione Granger to me. <laughs> That's who's in my head. I mean, same with Daniel. All the main characters. Yeah. How about you? I don't know. I I, I do generally like the movies more. What I like, and this is kind of a counterpoint to what you said, uh, Jenny, is um, like with it, you know, being the movie and, you know, it's not quite leaving it up to your imagination. Mm-hmm. Like everybody gets to share in this singular vision. Uh, everybody gets to kind of have the same experience of like this is what the world looks like this is you know who the people are one of the reasons that i like that is because you know when when you approach a book or any other medium on your own it's like i mean it's great that you can imagine it and interpret it however you want for yourself but like with the movies maybe not quite as much with harry potter because they weren't quite as diverse but i'm gonna say like you know you can get more diversity in movies because like i know that me when i read a book I tend to kind of imagine all of the characters like within my worldview, what I'm already comfortable with. But with a movie, you're forced to accept that, you know, there could be just this amazing diversity in the movie where you wouldn't have imagined that yourself, depending on your life experiences. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never would have imagined Remus Lupin's weird little mustache. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was completely outside of my worldview. And then it was there and I'm like... That's it. This is it now. <laughs> yeah. He's got a mustache now. <laughs> well, um, can we talk about the um, the splitting of the last two movies? Yeah. Because that, for oh, me, yeah. is a big, like, why I prefer the books over the movie. Because I hate this new trend of, like, well, let's stretch out that last book as long as we can. Yeah. Cough the Hobbit. Cough. <laughs> yeah. The Hobbit. I mean. The Hunger Games? Yes. Hunger thank Games. You, the Hunger yes. Games. Yeah, but that one, I mean, I felt like, at least with Harry Potter, the books were large enough it was a really, yeah. that they could technically split it, and it didn't feel like it was, you know. With Hunger Games, that last book is small, Yeah, and they split that thing into two, and they feel like it just dragged. I haven't even seen the last half of it yet. I haven't even seen it The podcasters yeah. can't see it, but I'm making money for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's no, you're right. it's all, absolutely what it is. So that's the question. Would you have preferred two movies per book, let's say starting with like Goblet of Fire, because mm-hmm. that was a big book? Yes. Oh, yeah. So from Goblet of Fire on, would you have preferred two movies? That's an Because that's I feel like they, they... I'm going to say no. Like, no. Straight I out. I would so. have preferred Deathly Hallows with like half of the camping cut out to make it one movie. Yeah, but Deathly Hallows, that's in the book. Yeah, I know. There, I would there's like months that and months half of the camping, camping cut out. But, but still, like even though it's in the book, like... Again, it's the visual medium versus yes. the written word. Like, yes. When I go to see a movie, I don't want to spend a bunch of time watching people walk from one place to another. Yeah. It's, Unless there's it, like, dun, and yes, dun, sure, it's in the book, dun. but, you know. But see, but that's what's funny is that you say that, but then other people would be upset because they cut it all out. So, there, I mean, there has to be a happy medium in between. But some people Time liked. Time lapse? <laughs> a montage. A montage oh, of them. A montage. It's like montage. 80s music. Yeah. And actually, in the movie, I feel like it's shorter than the book. The book felt like it just oh. went on yeah. and it on is, and it on. It is shorter, but it's still kind of like, 
There's stuff you could have cut, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, we could have squished this a little. I mean, I like some of the character development that's in that part of the book that is then reflected in the movie, especially with Ron. Like, if yeah, they cut true. too much of that out, then you're not going to get to see how Ron grows and just is able to accept that, you know, his best friend is, like, you know, the savior of the world and that, mm-hmm. you know, just because his best friend, you know, has a really close friendship with ultimately the woman he ends up with, you know, that that's not going to impede his path with her romantically or in a, yeah. you know, from a friendship perspective. Right, right. And, and interesting, you say Ron grows, but literally the actor who played Ron <laughs> grew by leaps and bounds, and she actually incorporated that into the later books. Yeah. So there is an interesting case there where you can talk about how, because of the way the oh, movies yes. were coming out with the books, with the actors, she actually she interp- did yes. adjust she, things yeah, based on She's that. even said that she, when she started writing the characters in the later book, she had the actors in mind. Right. And that's very, I can't think of another, because, no. I mean, Twilight was after all the books is written. Yeah. Hunger Games was. So it's a, it's a unique discussion yeah. between books and movies because yeah. they were going I think the on only the one they could time. kind of apply at the moment is Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. 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 Of course, he's just not writing anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he gets a word or two a day, maybe. <laughs> zero days you know you don't do anything but yeah it's interesting that you brought up ron because when i said that there i part of the reasons why i prefer the books to the movies was because of some of the character decisions that they made the the choice to sort of take some of the stuff ron did and give it to hermione Hermione. in like especially the earlier films is one of those reasons where it's just like no no no, i liked hermione a complete nervous wreck that like can't function outside of rules and then she gets better later she, she starts off as a stone-cold, really awesome person in year one. <laughs> right. And then where, like, she doesn't really have anywhere to go. But yeah. in the books, in year one, you like, she's yeah. a complete nervous wreck. And Ron's the one who's like, listen, you need to calm down. Yeah, 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 And then you actually kind of understand why they work together. But in the movies, she, like... She just sort of, they kind of amper up a little bit, and it sort of is like, why is she even hanging out with Ron anyway? She was way cooler than he is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and plus they made Ron, he's more the comedic yeah. in the movies. In the movies. I mean, in the book he is as well, but true. in the movies he was, but he was definitely, a, it seemed a lot smarter in the books than he was in the movies. I agree well, with that. Yeah. He was a chess wizard. Yeah. In both senses of the term. Yeah. So let's talk about which book you thought was best adapted to screen. Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I was going to say the first one. I felt well, the first one was more was loyal really, to it. Yeah, I mean they, yeah, they cut very in terms li- of loyalty. Yeah, they cut very movie. little out. I yeah. love. I, mean, I agree with you with Prisoner of Azkaban because I love the look of that movie. Oh, I think yeah. when that movie, when I saw that movie, I'm like, that is my Hogwarts. That's what yes. I pictured in my head yes. when I read the book. Which one's the one where they wore like modern clothes and it just didn't feel Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes, was? yeah, that's and where they started. That was... I felt, I felt the world. I felt yeah. maybe uh, not the clothing because they were so always wearing with their. But uh, yeah, because I remember there was a shift where like at school they were kind of magical and then when they were in Muggles yes. it was they, different and then it kind of like they kind of I came think that's, together. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban's when they changed directors. That's when they changed directors. Yeah. yeah. So and while the fir- I feel the first two movies had I guess okay so the first two movies were really really good and mm-hmm. I really liked the look of it and they really kind of got the whole Hogwarts magical atmosphere thing mm-hmm. down. But why I say Prisoner of Azkaban is because I think that Prisoner of Azkaban was the first of them that you went, this isn't just a really good adaptation. This is a really good film, mm. like, from a right. cinematography perspective. Mm-hmm. And it took the weird, oppressive feeling 
of, you know, you are being chased by Sirius Black and you're starting to learn that the magical world is not all that it's cut Mm -hmm. out to be. And just completely told that visually through the weird sets and those transitions with the Whomping Willow Mm, and the swooping sort of like old view of Hogwarts. Yeah. So I think that's the movie when it finally they finally kind of decided to like go push all their chips in into being movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's probably a technology thing too because visual effects from like they were much better. Yeah. They got even better as well, the movies. Yeah. Yeah, well, ever, the movies got more adult as they went that, on too. That too. You know, the yeah. first two the were definitely yeah, they it followed the books and you know, the kids grew up and I mean between 2 and 3 it seems like they sprouted 8 feet. Well, that's um. puberty. <laughs> <laughs> so, why do you think Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, interesting. It's most of the same reasons that you did. And the cinematography was uh, excellent. Like the transitions. I remember one where they went through um, a pane of windows. Oh, on um, oh, the clock. So cool. Yeah, with the clock. Yeah. And I was like, that is such a cool shot. No, he did some amazing... Yeah, Alfonso did some yeah. amazing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I, um, no, it was just the whole feel of the movie. It just it felt, I don't know, just really quality, really polished. Nice. I mean, you know, and the you know the first two while they were good, you know, they're a little bit more kind of kid focused, a little brighter. Yeah. Oh, they brighter definitely. The, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. It was definitely a much brighter. Aspen than. is when you're like, oh, yeah, people die here. <laughs> Which okay. Also, you have in the books, like, sure, things yeah. go bad in Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. But, but not as bad. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got, got a point about Quidditch. Worst sport ever from a game design perspective. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, you know, no. The balance I, is a little shot. <laughs> No, for I, I think that um, because like Quidditch is actually better in the movies than it is in the books. It's really difficult to read about Quidditch. That's in true. Well, this is true. Joe has said that uh, she hated writing Quidditch matches because yeah. it's so difficult to write. So yeah, it's, well, that's definitely a visual thing. Yeah, playing games. And then the little ball went a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. chased it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So no, I agree. Well, I there think... you go. That's a that. Ding. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely, for that one. Yeah. definitely got Quidditch better. Yeah, so let's 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 bring since we're talking movie book here, character in the book mm-hmm. that when you saw in the movie, you like they nailed it. That person looks exactly like I have. I know Harry. my. I mean, to me. Oh, oh Umbridge. Yeah. yeah, she was horrible. See, mine's yeah. mine's Luna. She, yeah, because I think the actress She's they great. got. And the story behind that is just yeah, it's just yeah, incredible. Yeah, so I mean, I think they nailed. For me, she is the the most. But Umbridge is good. Um, uh, Umbridge was the one where all the other ones, it's like, okay, you're pretty good, you're pretty good, you're pretty good. But then they brought on Umbridge, and it's just like, I feel so bad for you, woman, because you are never <laughs> going to be anyone else in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody else can move on to do different things, but she will forever be Umbridge to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How about you, Robert? I actually think it's Mad Eye Moody for me. Okay. That was yeah, a yeah. good one, too. But did you picture his eye that way? Not- See, I always pictured it like it was inside of his socket. It was a glass eye. Yeah, inside, inside the socket. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I know visually, you know, they, I mean, they guess they could have done special effects, but mm-hmm. the fact that it was a, a strapped onto his face, that to me wasn't, didn't feel the book to me. Sure. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a little different for me, too. I mean, it was, you know, big and bulbous, yeah. but... Uh, you yeah, know, the, the strap was. But the character, bit. yeah, definitely the, oh, yeah. the look of him was good. I mean, Draco was amazing. Yeah, the, I think they did uh, a good Snape, job. Even though Snape he didn't was have his amazing. Little thing that they had oh, in the illustrations right, in the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but did he, so. was that ever written in the book though? No, but it was in the illustrations. It was in the illustrations, it but was, it, was it was never. never in the book, which is it, was it was never not, written. Like, like, and Alan Rickman was still fantastic. Yeah. But I remember the first time I saw the first movie, I was like, "Snape have a goatee." 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody. I think they did really good. Now, is there anyone that you think that they missed completely? George and Fred. Yeah, Remus. <laughs> Remus. <laughs> How about you, Robert? Voldemort, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes. I mean, I agree because he has red eyes in the books, but they didn't do that so the actor can act because you know they use their eyes a lot. But no, I just he. I mean, I I guess I imagined him looking a little more human when I read the books. I mean, I know you know they they say that he's snake like, but it just it was it was odd to me because I see him in the movie like wow he just he almost doesn't even look like he's part of the human race. Well, that's just showing you how much evil he's done and how well, yeah. transformed him. I, I know, from a visual sense. So I can sense, come up with excuses. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, his look was off-putting to me, but I don't know if yeah. it was necessarily like, God, that's not what I pictured, but like, yeah. something about that nose just really, I get, I, again, I get that it was kind of like snake-like, but yeah. it just really threw me off. <laughs> because if children books have taught us anything, is that the eviler you are, the uglier you become. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, see? I hadn't thought of that. That works. Now, let's talk about scenes from book to movie. Is there any scene that you just were so devastated that they didn't put in a movie? Uh, okay, so devastated is a hard word. All right, well, you were upset. <laughs> because I know why they... With... No, I wasn't even upset. It's okay. like, I know why they didn't put it in there. Okay. I understand. It wouldn't have made any sense. But my favorite scene in all of Harry Potter is the scene between the two guys at the camping in Goblet of Fire where he's talking about how he loves wearing his nightgown and he's oh, like, no, oh, you can't so wear funny. nightgown, the muggles will see. And he's like, God, I like a healthy breeze around my that's body. That's Quidditch, <laughs> the, that's the, the Quidditch World the Cup. The Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. Like, that well, that's something they could have done, though. They could have yeah. done that's that. That's one of those little, like, character world building yeah. quirks that you can do in the books yeah. in the movie it just sort of would have grounded to the halt to have these two old guys complaining about nightgowns yeah but, it, but it, yeah it, <laughs> like maybe it could have been in the background that's but, what i'm saying yeah harry could have walked by and overheard right. them saying but that that that's one of those things where like while i w- i know i remember waiting for goblet of fire and in my heart of hearts i knew it wasn't going to be in there being, yeah but it was still like i hope the two <laughs> guys are there and it's just such a little thing that's to be, awesome. like really into yeah how about you Jenny, Robert, anybody? Uh, for me, it was, I mean, I know, you know a lot of people aren't all that thrilled about Quidditch and all of that. Yeah. But I was actually really disappointed that they left out uh, Gryffindor winning the house, or the, the, the house cup, or the, you know, for oh, Quidditch. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was really disappointed about that, because in the books, that is so important to Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just so into Quidditch, and so into finally getting them to, you know, win it all and yeah it's just completely absent from the movies they don't even make a, an off reference to it nothing yeah not that yeah. i wanted to see another 10 minute sequence of quidditch but that was so important in the books and it was just gone yeah i mean i, I have tons of scenes from goblet of fire which i feel like they just tore that they that, just that, have that, I, that yeah that's a movie i wish they had too because i love that book i mean it's probably one of my favorites that whole triwizard tournament and yeah, the, the entire maze is just a it's, I mean, it it's good itself. in the book, but I mean, in the movie, but it's amazing in the book. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't understand why they didn't do that. Why didn't they take one or two of those elements? They didn't have to do them all. You know, Harry flipping upside down that or the great. Sphinx, the encounter with the Sphinx oh, or yeah. the spider at the end. You know, they didn't. All they did was like the the maze was it was all mind tricks and. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just it bothered me in the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Goblet of Fire is my favorite of the books. Yeah. So I also agree that there were a lot of scenes in Goblet of Fire that extended edition. I'll, 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 Lord of the Rings did it. Come on. 
Yeah. You mean they should do an extended edition? Uh, no, but it's it's sort of like I there's a little irrational part of my brain that's just like I want to see all of the things in the screen, yeah, even if see. it's not what it's actually best for the story. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, you, I, I want more. I can watch four hour movie and be totally fine with it. <laughs> um, so Astro brought this up. Let's talk about favorite book and favorite movie. So Jenny, why don't you start? My favorite book was the last one. Okay. Because there's just something I love about, like, that the tragedy of, like, who, like, you know you're going into a war and you know not everyone's going to make it. Yeah. Maybe that's a little morbid, but I find that really fascinating and heartrending and I like feeling those emotions. But I'd say of the movies, the first one, I just thought it was such a lovely introduction to this world that I really, really liked it. Cool. How about you, Astrid? So yeah, my favorite book is Goblet of Fire because okay. I feel that that's that's the one where suddenly the world just opens up where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there are uh, international wizards. Yeah, There's yeah. like all this other stuff going on outside of Hogwarts. Yeah, and that's when I really felt that the the wizarding world kind of went like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite movie is Prisoner of Azkaban because okay. I just feel like it's the smoothest to sort of sit down and watch and it's it has such interesting little cinematography that i just like um there's a scene where they're fighting the bogger where they sort of go through them they like they're looking at the mirror and the camera goes through the mirror to then look at them the rever- yeah and it's just sort of like it's just these little quirks where it's just like this is a really well-made film <laughs> oh no it's yeah it's well done how about you robert uh, my favorite book is uh half-blood prince um, okay. I mean, you know, spoiler alert, you know, Harry loses his <laughs> yeah. mentor at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it, I felt like, uh, they did a really good job ultimately just really pushing forward to the final confrontation. Yeah. yeah. You know, Harry tried confronting Snape, but Snape is like, oh, you know, get out of here. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I just, ha- you know, I don't know. I just, I just felt like it really built really well and just kind of set this nice final stage of, oh man, Harry's. Mm-hmm. Good, like you know, with his friend's help, like he's yeah, he's got to take the lead here and make this happen. Yeah, and that's what I really liked about that. Cool. And for movies, yeah, I'm with Astrid, Prisoner of Azkaban, cinematography on it was just great. The, how it all just like fit together, and I liked how they constantly you know brought in you know the the the, the visual specters of uh, uh, of Sirius Black. Yeah, like you know, just getting to like see see it in the movie was just really cool for me because like you can imagine it in your head but like getting to just see just like, all, like a dog's head here there yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh it was thrilling yeah. yeah yeah that's cool i mean yeah for me it's difficult to pick favorite book i i mean i like goblet of fire but i think prisoner of azkaban i just like the story i love the whole time travel mm-hmm. and the movie just enhanced it so i i the third movie is definitely my favorite is prisoner though i can agree with jenny i thought the first one, Sorcerer's Stone, established that world. Yeah, amazingly. And there's but then about again, just when I rewatch it, it's just like it takes me back to watching it the first time and hearing this, just those opening notes of yeah. the theme, and just being like, "Oh, this is gonna be yeah. good. This yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah. be good. Which this is gonna change my life." Which the theme of Harry Potter is one of like the greatest I themes guess. ever, and it's something that the movies gave to us. That it's just like, thank you, movies, yes. for yeah. giving us a soundtrack yeah. to Harry Potter. Thank you, John Williams. Yeah, yes. thank you, that John Williams. Um, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Hedwig's yeah. theme. Oh, just yeah. so just good. that oh, the, yeah. the the theme of Harry Potter in general. Just. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing it all in my head right yeah. now. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, stopping by and chatting about Harry Potter book versus movies. I want to thank Astrid. Where can they find you online if they want to? So uh, if anybody wants to find me online, they can find me on Twitter at Dastridly. Like, it's a pun oh, with my nice. name. I know. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, I make free text games to play on the internet, and you can find those at astriddalmody.com. It's just my name. We'll have all that information on the website, so, so you don't need to worry about writing it down. Definitely come and check me out. <laughs> yes. Jenny, how about yourself? Um, you can find me pretty much on any social media. It's just my name, at Jenny Powell, and that's J-E-N-N-I. That's cool. the only tricky part. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Cool. Robert? Um, I don't exist much in social media these days. Um, you can find me on Facebook uh, by name Robert Ludwig um, or LinkedIn if you're into that kind of thing. But uh, no, I'm off Twitter, off Instagram, all that jazz. Well, nice. all right, and uh, I'm Geeky Fanboy on all the platforms, and I am, unlike Robert, I am out there all over the place, mm-hmm. so you can definitely find me. And all this information will be on our website. And again, guys, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting Potter with me. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having thanks. us. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. We had a lot of fun talking about one of our favorite topics, and I'm sure we'll revisit that again with a different uh, group of people because Harry Potter is so popular and so many people love it, and I would love to discuss it more. You can find the Geek Roundtable all over social media. If you want to email us, you can do that at thegeekroundtable at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at geek underscore roundtable. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. If you want to read about our guest host or any kind of show note information, you can do that on our main website at thegeekroundtable.com. I want to thank my guests, Astrid, Jenny, and Robert. And I especially want to thank you guys, the listeners, for without you, we wouldn't have a podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, guys, take care. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Missed it managed. Knox.